On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. Well, I feel like I'm living in a twilight zone as long as this is been. What's up, Second Shooters? Glad to have you back again. We got the whole gang, Matt, Zach, Jenny. Everybody in, we were having technical difficulties all over the place. I mean, that's just been kind of the name of the game. We've been going live from the office. Now we're in the kitchen. We did the living room earlier in the pandemic. We're really just mixing it up. And Matt and Zach, our producers, are just holding it down with their video game paraphernalia. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't look. It's fine. <laughs> Zach, I like that your wife suggested that you dress up for the podcast today. Yeah. Uh, today, I'm wearing a, a turquoise shirt. Uh, it's just a t-shirt. And right before I hopped on, she said, you're doing second shot? Said, yeah. She just kind of quietly went to, went to the back room and just came back out with my cardigan and handed it to me. I was like, okay. No one said that to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm just wearing a shirt. And, uh, yeah. and like... um, Also, isn't it your wife's birthday today? It is. Yes. The day that we're recording this, it is my wife's birthday. We've got cake and everything. I had to go. The uh, The bakery was only open for like two hours yesterday. So you had to go and make the order and, um, you know, stand in line and, and get there and just in time. But I did manage to do it. I'll tell her happy birthday. Tell her she do. you about wearing a cardigan on the show next week. <laughs> duty with her wifely duty. well i won't be here next i won't be here next week i'll be on the show but i will be back in the office this will be the last time that i'm doing at least for the foreseeable future uh a, a home recording um i'm actually going to be there tomorrow that we're recording this and getting things ready and then come monday i will be in back in the office back to normal life well, and this, there's absolutely a very good possibility of a bright and siding on this podcast. <laughs> now that we're in the kitchen, we can't be closed up in the room. But, you know, it is what it is. And um, But guess the good thing is, is today's going to be a normal second shot for all the second shooters that are, we're like, maybe What's wanting going on some with of your it. Format? Yeah, we're going to have our regular two headlines and everything like normal, which is which is kind of a nice little refreshing some, right? Yes, we're we're not totally back in the swing of things because we're not in the studio until next week or who knows, we may yeah. even broadcast from home a little bit later. Dallas County, Texas is opening back up, like it or not, safe or not, it is happening and it is flowing and we're just going to kind of, you know, do what we can. So, Zach, our first headline is um is an interesting one. Yeah, I like this one a lot. This is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Meet the 101-year-old who was born on a ship during the 1918 flu pandemic and just beat coronavirus. Us here at Second Shot would like to introduce you to Angelina Friedman, a 101-year-old woman who's born in 1918, who is coming over from Italy to America on a ship when she was born 
on the ship. Her mother died in childbirth. She was with her two sisters, and they were going to meet her father and their other seven, not eight siblings, that's 11 kids, uh, over, over in America. And she's had a crazy whirlwind of a life. Uh, Angelina Friedman is living in, currently in a nursing home in New York when she was, when she was uh, found to have contracted coronavirus at 101 years old, having lived through the 1918 pandemic, uh, being born in the middle of it, uh, having had cancer, miscarriages, internal bleeding, sepsis, and now two pandemics, she's still making it happen, which is crazy to me. Uh, she was she was diagnosed with it just a few weeks back. She was locked in her room. They were taking her temperature regularly. She was doing a whole lot of knitting, <laughs> a whole lot of crocheting, apparently, for her kids who still check up on her. Uh, as they say, she's a mover and a shaker. And um, she came out on the other side, which is crazy to me because I, I feel like there's been so much, you know, neg- I don't want to say negativity, but, you know, pull- dark outlooks on this stuff and and to see angelina just kind of doing her thing and and not really paying attention to all that and and just getting by and and thinking you know what i'm gonna keep doing me and and i'm gonna be okay and and get on the other side it's inspiring angelina friedman i I love it it's a great story Angelina, you want to know a little crazy side fact little little deal sure do you know that the spanish flu was not ever has anything to do with spanish it really did not the 1980 span 1918 spanish flu was not really originated in spanish or nothing spanish in in, in spain in spain Spain flu yeah i read something about that didn't start like kansas or something the only reason is that it's called the spanish flu is because back then world war war was going on one was going on and they um all the most of the countries were banned from having anything negative to talk about publicly in the radio media and stuff um except for uh spain that spain was the first one to report the the flu so it just all kind of went from there but it doesn't mean oh. it started there this is why it's so important to have a freaking free press <laughs> but there are, are a number yeah. of reasons but we see there is only state-run media obviously i yeah. need to tell you guys that you know that sure yeah a little um, bit of honesty there's nothing wrong with that yeah so i, I love this story but this yes. woman's a survivor. She is a survivor. Oh, when I was thinking about second shot and you like, okay, we talk about what's the life lesson, the business lesson, the family lesson. What I pull from this is what her, her care facility said was that immediately, as soon as she could, she was back to her hobbies. So her hobbies may not be as active as maybe your, your hobbies are, but they were, um, they were uh, knitting and crocheting and communicating with her loved ones. And it reminded me that I, I think a big part of survival during tough times is getting back to the systems that made you healthy and whole beforehand. And I think that we have to be really careful about if we got into like some kind of lazy habits during this time that we don't let that become the new norm, that we go back to what brought us joy beforehand. And obviously it's going to be a little bit different and we'll get that the the third segment um, in terms of what we'll be keeping about the positive things. But to me, the way she survived is that it's like, okay, no mind. I so I so you know, I got coronavirus. That stinks. I live in New York where like all the cases are. That stinks. Um, I am very old, so that's tough. But as soon as I'm done, I'm going back to my systems. I'm getting right back in the groove. So she's not having the lag time on the end. So that to me correlates to our jobs and our careers that we don't say, oh gosh, you know, this has been really tough and business is slow and yeah, we're kind of just doing this halfway thing and then let that bleed over into all the other months where we're not actually affected. Now, I'm not downplaying it to say that this won't affect our businesses, but I would just say 
It's a reminder to me of like, get back to the systems that worked beforehand. Right? Yeah, I I think that um, just judging from what I've seen people post about online and things like that, I think there is going to be a pretty big hangover from all of this um, where people don't feel comfortable going about their lives the way they used to. And, and there may be some things that, that, um, they, that should change, you know, maybe we shouldn't, I don't know, hug a stranger or, some, or something like that. But um, I, I do think that uh, you, you should be at least looking forward to, or even trying to find a way to do those things now, if you're still stuck in quarantine that make you feel normal, that make you feel, and then maybe as soon as you're able to, go do something or even like in my case, go back to the office and go back to work. Um, it's going to be weird. You know, I haven't been there for a month and a half basically. And, and I haven't seen those people other than on a video call. So um, it's going to be very odd, but I do think it's going to lend a lot to just making it feel like, okay, well, we're, you know, we're back at this thing. Yeah. Well, you know what I, I was thinking about with this, it, it, it kind of reminded me um, of the kind of the old saying and, and, you know, what, whatever happens to you makes you tougher and all that, you know, like that's a great reminder. It was a great reminder to me of no matter what it is that you're going through and how difficult all these things are, the, you know, everything in your life helps create you who you are. So when you have something tough, it's, it's breaking you down in ways to build you up in a little bit stronger of a way, right? Like, like to to be born during the the Spanish flu and to have cancer and then COVID at 101 and make it through all of these things. Like, um, you know, she just set up, you know, the things that broke her down throughout her life made her stronger in the end. And I think we got to remember that at times that if you're sitting there going through something you feel like is breaking you down and putting you in spots that, um, that, that you feel like you can't come up out of. I mean, there are actually things in life happen to us for a reason to break us down, to build us back up. I mean, you, you can't rebuild the sandcastle without tearing down the sandcastle. You know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes there's things that we've got to be, uh, maybe shook up a little bit. Maybe we gotta, maybe we gotta have that tragedy happen to help us understand really what to be grateful for and and the big things. And and we don't, you know, none of us like to hear that in the moment, right? None of us like to hear that these bad things are happening to make us understand we're not invincible, or you know, or, or whatever it is to build or build us up and make us another way. So I want to encourage you that if you're sitting out there that, you know, if bad things are happening to you and it's, you don't understand why it's, it's just tearing you down to make you stronger. It's building you back up. Yeah. Gosh. That's yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a really good point. Heath, like uh, you think about all the things that, 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 that woman has lived through and a lot of people of that age, you know, she world wars, the great depression, as well as other personal health issues that she's, survived. I think there's a lot of people right now who are pretty old. I mean, I say pretty old relatively, but th you, you're thinking about people in their 20s who have not really gone through any sort of big life-changing event like this. You know, the, probably the the biggest one previous to this was 9-11. And even then, if you weren't, you know, of somewhat of an adult age, it probably didn't really affect you all that much. Um, so there's a lot of people out there in their mid-20s or, or younger who this is the first time they've ever had to encounter something this life changing. And it probably feels like the world's ending, but yeah, you know, look at that. Well, I, you know, I, I think you take a look at it and, and I hope that, I hope that this woman can give us all a little bit of a, a uplifting and a little bit of a hope because uh, she's just such a strong willed person that's been through a lot. And when I think about it, when Jenny talked about going back to your hobbies and some of those things that are important when things are down and then 
also thinking about it in the light of, you know, if you're going through stuff, tough stuff, you know, people say this all the time, but it honestly is true. We have to get hit with hard things and be broken down sometimes and be built back up. It's easier said than done, but you have the choice to make those things happen. So we'll be back in a minute on the second segment of Second Shot. You know, you have a good partnership when the most recent reviews of your podcast are actually about the sponsor and how well it worked for them. So, uh, yeah, you guys, Energy Ogre is legit. It's the real deal. If you're living in Texas and not using it, what is going on with you? So the way this works is they shop around your energy bills. So if you have, uh, you know, or with a certain company, they will check every month to make sure you're getting the best deal. We have saved more than $100 a month ever since doing this. And, you know, it's winter now. Sign up now. When it comes summer, you're going to be saving insane money. So the way that you get on board with this is energyogre.com. And then when you go to sign up, you will get a free month when you use the code second shot. I don't know. Was this the best financial decision we made this year? Possibly. (laughs) It has saved us so much money. So again, energyogre.com and then use the code second shot. If they cannot save you money, you won't get charged anything. So it's zero risk. You are going to love us for it. You're going to write us a review, not about the podcast content, but about Energy Ogre. And we're okay with it. I'm telling the truth as we come back into this second segment. Okay. Our house actually looks like a house, and it looks like we're going to be moving in within the month. Ooh. Wow. Do to all of our, all of our second shooters have been around since day one. We've been building a house for like three years now, and we are finally getting close to the finish line. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy that it would happen during this time when like nothing's happening and happening and then yeah. all of a sudden this is kind of happening and may is the start of a big couple months for our family because it's heath's birthday brighton's birthday our four-year wedding anniversary and then my birthday yeah Aww. wow congrats Just, guys some father's day too. oh yeah everything it's like Just... all kinds of stuff luckily we can't um go anywhere or do anything or buy anything so we don't have to worry about like gifts and stuff because nobody has any um money. i don't know what you're talking about you ain't getting out of well, I'm a good, I'm like a legit gift giver. That yeah. is, don't you? I mean, yeah, no, I don't you're brag good. on myself for much, but I feel like yeah. I'm a good gift giver. So. I'll say the number of boxes that I've seen show up at my doorstep prove that that's not true. You can still get gifts. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's like we're not taking a trip to Italy. I guess I, I'll okay. compete. I will compete with anybody on um, the amount of boxes that show up at my front. <laughs> You guys are sweet. Uh, hey, so our second article, I'm excited to talk about this, also from across the pond. Uh, so this is this is goofy. Uh, from the BBC, they reported this last week. Uh, library books rearranged in size uh, by order by unsuspecting cleaner. Uh, staff at the Newmarket New Library in Suffolk uh, discovered that, the, that uh, their library books have been rearranged after a cleaner during the coronavirus pandemic came through and did a deep clean of the library uh they they left her name out of the article maybe for the best um but she was working with the team after everybody else took off she was dusting some selves and decided you know what all these books are out of order what she didn't understand was the dewey decimal system right books in the library are organized by isbn uh not necessarily alphabetical by author but by section and category it's, it's a little jumbled and she didn't quite have a grasp of that. So what she did is she cleaned each shelf, was took all the books off and then shuffled them by size and put them back on the shelf in sloping, descending order. Which uh, it- <laughs> it's definitely, definitely a goofy thing to happen. Uh, 
but it, you know, it, it, it all worked out, I guess. Uh, the library staff uh, saw the funny side, but said it would take a bit of time to correct. It ended up taking about a day, I think, to fix everything because it wasn't like she reshuffled the whole library or anything, just each shelf. Um, ultimately, I think it brought a lot of laughter in the middle of all this thing. It, it was shared over 5,000 times on Twitter. People got a good laugh out of it. Um, something that was a little unfortunate that ended up being pretty good. I, well, in a way, I think, for the universe. Uh, what do you guys think of this story? Hey, look, I'm not hating on it. I think it looks better. I, I, that's how they ought to go back to by size. When you, you look just at, never had to look up a book in the library. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just remember going to the card catalog in school when you would get, yeah. like, it, you know, everybody, every your, your rotation would happen, like, I don't know, once a week for your class or something, or maybe your mom or dad took you to the library and going through. And it was kind of complex when you were little to figure out how to, you know, how to go find the right book. I'm convinced that that's why my mom retired from being a librarian is when they started to phase out the card catalog, because I think that was her favorite part was being able to go through rifle through all those little cards and, and find the exact book you want. It's very, very, uh, you know, good for an analytical or, uh, dis or a, a, a order oriented mind, I guess. It, it drove me crazy. I was like, yeah. really? Can it just be like action books here and you know, whatever <laughs> books here. Um, who, who I, I went first last time, I think, on the second shot. Who else? Has Zach, you've seen it. What's your second shot on it? Yeah, so I had found this last week and, and kind of sat on it, and I'm excited that we're finally talking about it. Um, I spent a lot of time at the library when I was a kid, actually, uh, in, in, in junior high and high school and even through college. That was always the place I would go get most of my like studying done. For something about going to a different place and, and working in a different environment seemed to help me a lot, which has been a struggle given our current situation. But that's not the story. What I think is interesting about this is is that it, it seemed to have, at least to me, and maybe the library feels totally differently, but in a larger scale, this seemed to have kind of a net positive effect. I, I don't think the, the the cleaner in question was fired. I think she was just kind of told, hey, listen, totally sweet here, but like, just kind of did this just a little wrong. Um, I don't think anybody was, was, was really reprimanded in this story. None of that's here, but people got a laugh out of it. Even the people that worked at the library were like, you know what? It, it was kind of funny in a time where things aren't that funny. Cause this was just a couple of weeks ago when this came out, things were just a little bit more serious then than they are now. And, and I think that's good. And I, and I think it's, it's enlightening and, and kind of charming in a way that in, in a time when things are kind of dark and dim and, and maybe, uh, um, you know, a little, a little grimmer than we'd all hope. Um, something that you do that is negative can have a net positive effect, right? You can make a mistake that ends up, turning into something better um i think that's really encouraging right now when we're all staying in and trying to trying to do our best to get by and maybe sometimes we don't feel like we're doing the most we can um turns out you could do less and may might work out anyway you never know well so so to that point when i see this it reminds me that best of intention sometimes wins out over doing the best job best of intention winning out greater than doing the best job when the intention isn't known. Sometimes people are doing a great job at work and it's like really killing it, but their intention is like the, the place it's coming from isn't as pure and that doesn't always have as much weight with your colleagues. So this person, they're like, hey lady, this made a lot more work for us, but they know best of intentions. All she was supposed to do was clean. She, in her mind, her intention was she was going above and beyond. Yeah. You know, she truly was like, can you imagine the thought process? Like, oh my gosh, this is like, what a great opportunity. I'm hired to do this little bit of cleaning and she could have done that and not thought anything about it, but I'm gonna go ahead 
and help them out and get these things in order so when they open up, boom, they're ready to rock. So that best of intention, um, I think really goes so far. I mean, this is the person, she made a mistake. You would go to and hire again. Or like, I would want to work with this lady because this took a lot longer than just cleaning the shelves. Yeah. Yeah. And I was on the same, I was on the same kind of track as you, because my, my thinking was how many times in relationships that happen and stuff or, and, and people will, um, make mistakes and everybody tempers are getting flared and people are like, well, I, I truly meant, I didn't mean that I, I, I did that, but I didn't mean it in that way. And sometimes we don't give people, we don't forgive people. We, we don't give people, um, that benefit of a doubt. Right. And I think sometimes we need to calm down and do and go, you know what? No, it is possible for somebody to do something that maybe hurts you or something that they truly didn't mean where well, we don't need to go to the negative so bad with people at times. Cause it is an absolute possibility that I can have the best of intentions and did not mean to do that. And it does. And, and sometimes you may be out there right now holding a grudge against somebody because of that type of mistake. And this is the time to let it go. Mm -hmm. This is the type of thing that this stuff is so much bigger than that. And, and to believe that that's a possibility, it's a time to let these things go. Don't hold on to these grudges that some people really had best of intentions and didn't truly mean that. I think he could possibly be referencing a situation that it's possible some other wives can relate to. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I, I... How to use the technology in our home a multitude of times. Like I said, we've been married for four years. I still can't figure out how to use the TV over in the man cave, which is where we've been trying to set up Brighton sometimes and we're both trying to get some work done. So I was like, hey, babe, can you show me how to? And he's like, I've shown you this multiple times. His intention was not like to be a jerk, but he was like, literally, I've shown you this multiple times. So anyway, I don't know if that's a reference to that, but I'm just wondering, you guys, can you relate? Is this is the remote situation completely out of control in your house? I have no clue how to work anything here. I'm trying, we're going in between the whole, like, do we cut the cord or not? So we're trying yeah. things. But yeah. is, you know, yes, I, Zach, I, I love that you brought this up because I think this can, this brings up so many different <laughs> feelings and things that can happen that I see a lot of people with relationships that, um, they hold grudges against people that truly didn't mean to hurt them or do that. And they, they won't let that go. And it, because, but it's possible. I mean, people can hurt you that didn't mean to. Yeah. Well, and, and even if, uh, even if that's not the case, uh, if you don't know, then why assume it's, it's the worst, you know, who knows? I mean, this could be a very, this could, I don't know anything about this, uh, this cleaning woman, but she, uh, she could be spiteful and she could have done it out of spite, but I doubt it. And I think that's, that's a good, uh, that's a good way to look at it. You know, you could easily, you could make that jump if you wanted to, um, without knowing, but, uh, yeah, like even if you don't know for sure, why not just, like you said, give them the benefit of the doubt. And it's a weight off of your shoulders, if nothing else. You know, you don't have to carry that around with you anymore. For sure. Yeah, and I, I think we're all going to be able to, we got to be able to come out of this whole thing with a lot more grateful attitude um, and all. And and, and I'm, I'm going to vote for lining the books up in order by their size because I think it looks much better. But um, <laughs> we'll be back in a minute on the third segment of Second Shot. Really quick break to invite you to my safe swaps group. So I have been on a journey for the last year or so trying to discover safe swaps specifically for skincare and makeup, but we're talking about everything 
uh, aluminum-free deodorant, healthier pants for your cooking, cleaning products, things like that. So if you have been looking to make a shift health-wise and, you know, really start off 2020 on a different step for you and your family, that is what's going down in the Safe Swaps group, and I'm inviting you to join us. So the group is facebook.com slash groups slash safe swaps. You'll be asked a couple of questions, you know, in terms of why would you want to join and, and what you're hoping to learn. And then I will connect with you with my master list. I have made a master list of the safe swaps for skincare, makeup, home products, baby products, things that are non-toxic, things that contain certified organic ingredients, things that are made in the USA, all the goodness, all the wellness, it is there. So I hope to see you again. It's Facebook.com slash groups slash safe swaps. All right. I'm going to start shaming as we, right as, just as soon as we hit this third segment, I'm going to wow. just shame right off the top of, look, leave a rating, a review, share with your friends and families. It helps everybody find us, please. The idea here with this show is that we're bringing, this is a free show for everybody. We want to bring you motivation, inspiration, um, you just lifestyle ideas and things like that. So the more ratings and reviews we have, the more people see it, it pops up higher on their list. Um, and if you share it with somebody you think it could help, then hopefully it'll help them. Right? We, we, and we do have some we, yeah, we, reviews. We had a couple new ones I'll read real quick. was uh, uh, Loving It and by J-I-H-T-X-713. Just started listening to this. And really loving it. It's fun and inspiring. Gets you thinking in a fresh new way. Oh, and then a Lauren, um, love it. Can I give six stars? Of course. You guys are an instant mood boost. I love the relevant topics and interviews on point. Thanks for being a bright light during uncertain times. Keep it coming. Oh, woohoo! Thank so you nice. guys. I love for the, the ones say, that leave it. Um, I love the way he says bright light. Yeah. Bright light. <laughs> bright light. Yeah. yeah. I just can't get. I can't do anything around. No, there. I said I love. Like I like it. It's good. Yeah, right. It's positive. Yeah. It was uh, sweet, folks. I I can't believe the shaming still works somehow. <laughs> I don't I don't understand it. Um, but yeah, leave a rating and review, guys. It's good podcast etiquette. Tip your podcasters. Tip your podcasters. Yeah, we don't ask for much. Oh, you guys. Okay, we'll probably talk about this later later in a more organized fashion. But summer is freaking coming up. If you guys aren't using Energy Ogre, I don't even know what you're doing. Zach, if you, I'm looking at you and everybody else, don't forget the code is second shot. You will legit save so much money on your energy bill. They have a new program coming out, but I think we're going to like get the details on it and tell you guys about it. And hopefully it'll save us even more money. And now we have a question of the week for everybody. We're back to our questions of the week, which I've been maintaining even while we've been doing the interviews, by the way, I've been doing it on our Instagram page. So you can check it out there. Or the second shot Facebook group. Or the second shot Facebook group. Which pandemic life habits will you keep? So for example, if there's something that you, this new regimen has, has brought out or the things that you've actually enjoyed, some positive things that you've gotten in the flow of doing or started enjoying, which pandemic life habits will you keep? I got a good one. Uh, I'll jump in. So I knew a business owner before all of this really got started, who's who's about my age, uh, a little bit older. And and one of the things she did as a millennial business owner a lot was like Zoom calls or tele teleconferencing. She said, and, and I quote, she would not leave the house to meet a new client until they basically already had 
some kind of virtual meeting. She wouldn't even do it. She's like, I'm not going to get in my car and drive across town to meet somebody. DFW is huge. It's going to take forever. I do everything via teleconferencing first. And if, and that's the way I do it. And I thought you're nuts. People don't know how this stuff works. People don't have good cameras and microphones. Like that's, that's overly complicated. But now the door is open and everybody is familiar with this, at least in passing. So in the future, I'm going to keep doing this. Like, this is the way to meet people. Dry, getting in your car and driving, that's a whole hassle. Nobody needs to do that. Um, I love that, Zach. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my thing. Zoom, Zoom is, is awesome. Or Skype or whatever you use. What, what about well, you? Well, I, I was thinking about it. Honestly, mine is a, something in the Zoom, but more specific, which is, there's so much more business. I'm going to take a lot more of the things of there's so much more business stuff that I can do through Zoom and stuff that I wouldn't have ever, like I, I would have maybe thought you could do it, but I'd have never taken the jump and leap and actually did it. But now realizing there's like, I don't, we don't have to spend money for certain meetings and things anymore because it, it can be, it's close enough is gets the same thing accomplished by doing it with through zoom and all that, that it's worth it to do that. So, you know, we've been doing different career fairs through zoom yeah. and stuff. We're not going back from those. Those are going to be a staple. We're going to add those in um, because it just, like you said, saves time and money and it works just as well. And, uh, you know, without being forced to do it, I don't know if we would have actually ever but hunkered down to do it. So that's going to be mine. What about yours, Matt? I, I think it's very similar, you know, I, um, Previously to this, uh, if you would have if you would have asked me if I could work from home, I would have said no. You know, my job is very tied to a physical space, a studio, and I still love working in the studio, and I still love the benefits that it offers. But I think I've been forced to uh, a lot of us have been forced to figure out creative ways to do this job and to do it as well, or at least as close to as well as we were doing it. So yeah, I think it, this opens a lot of doors to me being able to say, um, not necessarily take a day off, but if I don't want to go in the office and I don't have a lot of recording scheduled and, and my the people who I'm working with are okay with it, um, I could do a lot of this from home. You know, I could do a, a good bit of it from home and, um, and, and I also think it's, it has uh, opened up the door to a lot more people in uh, doing this sort of thing. You know, there was a lot of people who can't necessarily make it into the studio. But if you were working in an office environment before this, you've probably figured out how to use a webcam and a microphone by now. Um, um, at least I hope so. And so it's not that big of a jump to say, hey, just do what you've been doing. Um, but now we're going to do a podcast using that same technology. Um, I think that's a really big benefit and that could open the door for a lot of people who Gosh, prior to this, trying to get people to figure out how to use Zoom or how to use Skype if they've never done it before was like pulling teeth. It was really, really difficult. Right. Don't, don't you think that that's the great part about this is that now that how many people have uh, figured out that they, they can do this? And now we've got Brighton making her appearance. Hey. <laughs> hey. She's have here. Have a kiss? Yeah. Mm, say hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> well, hey, everybody. So did you go, babe? Sorry, uh -huh. I, was, I yep. was hearing Your things turn. happening. I was hearing the favor being delivered. I was hearing Charlie. I was this is the fun part about it these days. So what, what's yours? Okay, well, as you, some of you guys know, I actually started a new job during the pandemic doing coronavirus coverage for the CW um, here in town. We started a show, and when we started, only Ron Corning and I had met each other and one of the producers. The rest of the people, none of us had ever met each other before. So imagine how crazy that is to start a new job in the middle of a pandemic and socially distance and everybody's at home. 
And nobody even knows like, so whose responsibility is it to set up the Zoom link? You know, so that got kind of crazy. Um, so there's that. That is, I am not gonna keep that. We need, for our industry, we need to meet people in person before we start working from them. I'm glad we were able to get the show off the air and hopefully provide some some value and we're still gonna be working together on some other projects and things like that. So, but what are you uh, keeping? So what am I keeping? Look, if you're coming. The best thing that ever happened to video second shot. This is great. This is good. I love this. I am keeping, wait, are you gonna guess? Uh-huh. Tell You're going to keep your workouts. Yeah, I'm going to keep my at-home workouts. I've been loving this new um, workout group, My Workout Party on Instagram, at My Workout Party. They follow. Thank you, baby girl. <laughs> Counting bears. Yeah. Um, I am going to keep my workout party. It's been awesome to just knock it out because I spent a lot of time driving to and from the gym, like in terms of efficiency, you know, we've got to be with her so I don't yeah. have time to be you know spending an hour driving in Dallas traffic to the gym I'm sure that I'll go back to in-person classes at a certain point but I'm loving the at-home workouts love love loving them I am loving being home a little bit more we were gone a lot at night you guys we were at a lot of events a lot of nights and I'm enjoying my time with Heath and just like watching shows and doing stuff like that that I really didn't do a lot of before and so what's your fun. new what's your new habits where are you going to take from it all now we got Brighton coming in you know make crashing this party pretty hard um and so we'll start wrapping it up some where can they find you at okay find me on the second shot Instagram page instagram.com slash second shot podcast also um the safe swaps group we're talking non-toxic skincare, makeup, home things, all that kind of stuff. Facebook.com slash group slash safe swaps if you'd like to join me there. Uh, at Apple Zacintosh on Twitter and Instagram. I'm going to be hanging out on that Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash second shot. I'm still doing my movie podcast, Off Script Film Review. That's out every Tuesday. There's a new episode out this week. Go find out what's happening at the movies since the rest of us can't go. You can find me at Matt Stoker one on Instagram. You can find me as well as that one back there who's been sleeping this entire time. I don't know why she's so tired because um, she hasn't done nothing, anything all day. Uh, so you can find me there. You can also find me in the Second Shot Facebook group. And hopefully, I'm just going to do a little tease here. Hopefully by next week, I'll have some very exciting outside project to uh, announce and get you guys on board with coming um, hopefully by next week. So I'll let you know about that. You can find me at Heat Dokes and at Ignorance on Fire on Instagram and Facebook and, and all those great things. And Brighton right now is trying to share her counting monkeys with you. Um, but you want to tell, tell everybody bye, Brighton? Can you say bye-bye? Bye. And we love y'all. We'll see you next time. Boom kisses. <laughs>